I want to say thank you and hello to all the new moon members since the last episode. I appreciate your support and I hope you've been loving the new moon horoscopes and the additional astro content. I also just put out the first Mercury retrograde guide of the year for the patrons. So if you're interested in any of those things, or just being part of our Discord server, sign up to become a patron of the podcast, and you will have my eternal gratitude, as well as all those fun astro extras. I briefly announced this last episode, so I wanted to say it in a more official capacity, but I'm now offering tarot readings. You can go check out the types of readings I offer on my website, and also book through there as well. My readings range from quick intuitive answers to more large-scale spreads that leave no stone unturned, so check those out and book with me. I would love to do a reading for you. In last week's episode, we went over what Eros is like when he's under the fire signs. We went over how passion overflows and it can become a beautiful fiery explosion of red flags. Eros and fire craves excitement and needs the fire to be continually stoked. This week, we're going to pivot just a bit. We're going to be exploring an Eros that also relies heavily on passion, but a different manifestation of that energy, a more emotionally driven manifestation of passion, which means I'm talking about none other than water Eros. Let's do a quick rundown of what Eros indicates in general before we look at him through the lens of water. Our arrows placement indicates what we're attracted to, what sexually excites us, and our passion style. Venus and Mars are also indicators of attraction and relationship style, but Eros has a more primal feel to it. It's what we're drawn to almost without realizing. The sign that Eros is under gives us the attitude of Eros and informs us in a more broad way about what we find stimulating and sexy. The house placement of Eros hones in with a lot more detail and can give us insights to kinks and just the types of people that we gravitate towards. I'll be writing a blog post about Eros through the houses for my patrons once we get through all the signs, so if you're interested in that, consider becoming a patron. Eros can sometimes help explain why we're attracted to certain traits, love languages, or passion expressions that kind of seem to be out of place with the rest of our chart. Eros can also help to illuminate patterns within our love life and just kind of these karmic cycles that we might keep repeating within our relationships. It can also tell us the types of relationship dynamics we like or the role that we like to play in the relationship based on what role we like the other person to play in the relationship. So overall, Eros is passion. It's the types of relationships we like to be in, our turn-ons, and our attraction, and very, very much so our sexual attraction. Eros doesn't even need to be a full-blown relationship. Eros can sometimes just be what you think is hot, what you think is sexy, and that's the end of it. Sometimes it has nothing to do with who you actually settle down with. If you can get that to match up, great. And I think that in your relationships, there should be a hint of Eros. There needs to be that spark for it to stay alive forever. But it doesn't necessarily have to be full-blown Eros. And honestly, that might not be sustainable. When we get to Psyche and when we get to Juno, especially Juno, because Juno is the marriage asteroid, when we get to that, that's going to be more so the long-term commitment. Eros is just what you find hot for right now or in the moment or just what, you're, what you find hot in general. So keep that in mind. This isn't really about long-term sustainability. 
This is just about what you like to chase after and what excites you sexually in a relationship. Now we can look at Eros through the lens of water. This Eros is first and foremost going to be attracted to emotional intelligence. What I mean by that is someone who can read emotions, understand emotions, and navigate an emotional landscape. I always say there's a huge difference between being emotional and being emotionally intelligent. Water signs are naturally emotional, but that doesn't make them naturally emotionally intelligent. There's a big difference there, and I always like to point that out. These people are really going to like emotion, but also emotional intelligence. Water Eros lives for the dramatic romance, the deep connection, and the everlasting devotion. This is where they're similar to Fire Eros. They both want a deep and passionate connection, and they'll both overlook red flags in order to obtain it. While Fire Eros might see the red flag and not care, Water Eros likely doesn't even notice, notice it at all because they're just so smitten and they're so awestruck. And again, emotions are going to override all logic and everything else. You can talk to them until the cows come home, but they're attracted to this person who they know is bad for them because they excite them emotionally. Each of the three water signs behaves a little differently thanks to their modality. Cardinal water will be the chaser of love. Fixed water always stays no matter how rocky and mutable water drifts longingly wherever their daydreams take them. So let's explore each water eros in more detail. As I just said, cancer is likely the chaser out of the group. That would be cardinal water. That cancer is going to be the chaser. Eros in cancer is going to be the boldest of the water eros. They're going to really like people who are in tune with their emotions and can read their partner. This is a moon-rolled Eros, which means it might just be the most emotional placement of them all. They're attracted to people who can not just understand emotion, but show it, display it. It's one thing to understand it and help someone process it, but if you also don't give it to them back and show it and wear your heart on your sleeve, then they're not going to like that. Really wearing your emotions is going to be like catnip for Cancer Eros. These people can also fall into the trap of the mothering role. They might find themselves uh, attracted to people who have some sort of mother wound, which means they end up acting like a parent rather than a partner. A lot of nurturing is going to go on under this Eros, and you need to make sure it's mutual and that one partner isn't taking on the parent role. But at the same time, you might be into that. And I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to judge your relationship dynamic. I'm just reporting the news on your relationship dynamic. So if that's what you're into and that's what you like, that's okay too. But I think a lot of the time, this placement ends up chasing people who might have that mother wound or who also might be an overbearing mother type. And then that can stifle them in different ways. So you just want to be sure that you're finding someone who is more of an equal rather than a parent. Remember, a partner, not a parent. Family is going to be a big attraction for Eros and Cancer. They want someone who understands family dynamics and that they can just see themselves having a family with. Some people are really attracted to others who are good with kids, and those people are likely going to be a Cancer Eros. They're also going to be attracted to someone who can be a rock for the family. They want that person who lays the foundation of love and kindness for the family to grow. I remember, you know, growing up, I had friends who thought it was really, really hot when a guy was good with kids. That was always a thing like, you know, oh my God, he's so good with kids. 
I've never wanted kids, so I didn't understand that. (laughs) And I still don't understand it. But I've definitely known those people who, when they see someone who can just handle children really well, it's like they love it. They think it's so sexy. They think it's really cool. And they're super into that because they want a family themselves. And that's important to them. So seeing someone who has those skills and that ability, that's going to be a huge turn on for them. Sexually, these people want an intuitive partner in the bedroom, someone who is a solid mix of cardinal take charge energy and does this feel good for you tenderness. And don't let the sweet family driven aspect of this placement fool you. They want someone who can throw it down in the bedroom. I mean, how are you going to have all them kids if you're not getting busy? That's just what it comes down to. If cancer wants a family, how do you have a family? You got to make some, you got to do the business. You got to do it to have kids. So that's just, that's what I'm going to say about that. Overall, Eros and Cancer feels to be the most balanced of the water signs. And I know that's crazy that I'm saying that the Cancer placement is the most balanced. My Cancer people, please don't hate me. But you know you are ruled by the moon, so you go through these phases. But I really do feel like they are the most balanced Eros sign. They want emotional intimacy, yes. And they're going to chase after these slightly obsessive people, yes. But they just really want to find someone who gives them a stable love that can last for many, many moons. The hardest obstacle with this placement is, again, just making sure you're a partner and not a parent. I said that Cancer chases after slightly obsessive people, but let's have Eros and Scorpio enter the chat. This is fixed water, which is essentially fixed emotion. Eros and Scorpio is going to want to be obsessed over and also obsessive at the same time. These people want all of their partner, the good, the bad, the really bad, and the ugly. They crave a transformative bond that can transcend the physical world. It's real Romeo and Juliet type shit with this placement. They really want that, I'll die for you, and then, you know, I'll know I'll die for you first, and then it's, oh no, I died first, and now you're dead, and now I'm gonna die. It's very much like that. Somebody's gonna die, somebody's gonna transform, and Eros and Scorpio is gonna love it the whole time. Eros and Scorpio is likely attracted to unrequited love or definitely a taboo love. If there's an element of, ooh, I'm not supposed to be with you, that's really going to excite Eros and Scorpio. They might be into someone they know they can never have, so they'll just quietly obsess and pine over the object of their desire. Sometimes having the person be out of their reach actually kind of suits them because then they never run the risk of actually having to put their heart on the line. You know, they never have to risk it for the biscuit. They never have to go for it. So it keeps them safe while they can also brood and be emotional and pine over this person that they so deeply want. Since this is a Mars rolled Eros, we'll see attraction towards the bad boy archetype or the outcast. Again, anything taboo or different is really going to turn them on. These people find sexual excitation and an emotional connection, yes, but also sex that can be a little dangerous or, again, taboo. They want to push sexual limits and use sex as an exploration of self as well as the other. These people are going to love someone that is all about them. The rest of their chart could be saying that they want freedom and no strings attached, but if Eros is in Scorpio, they're going to be attracted to people who want to consume them. And I use the word consume in a very, like, all all consuming way like you got swallowed by the whale like like the darkness swallowed you up they want to be swallowed up by the darkness 
The idea of being consumed completely by another person is exciting. Losing yourself in someone else in a way that's dark and mysterious is so appealing to this Eros. Deep, brooding emotions are all part of the foreplay for this placement. A little bit of confusion or hardship around the relationship can go a long way for these people. They don't usually give up easily as they're a fixed sign. So once they set their sights, they're locked in for the ride, no matter how turbulent. And honestly, that turbulence is probably going to be a turn on. Similar to the fire signs, they like a partner that has a little fight in them. It's just a Mars thing. Mars likes to fight. It, It keeps things exciting. But where they differ is that Scorpio truly does need to know that you're emotionally invested. At the end of the day, Scorpio wants to know that, yeah, we got in a fight, but we're good, right? Like, you're not leaving me. I'm not leaving you. No matter how toxic or hard or crazy this gets, like, we are getting through it. And that's what Eros and Scorpio really wants. It's not just about loyalty. It's about a connection that can't be broken because you're so emotionally invested. You've transformed into something new together, and that thing, it doesn't make sense or it does, it's not real if you're not together. So once they have transformed through your love, you've got them. <laughs> they're, they're yours forever because they are this new thing because of your love. And without your love, then they can't be that thing, if that makes sense. So basically, Eros and Scorpio, deep, mysterious brooding, wants to transform through love, sex, and emotion and will do that through their partner. And they really don't want to lose that partner, but if they have to, that might be part of the transformation. The last of the water Eroses is Sweet Baby Pisces. This Eros is sort of funny to me, maybe because it seems like the most innocent or the most bumbling. Like it's, it's like a bumblebee going from flower to flower. That's what this Eros feels like. And it's likely due to the Jupiter influence, since that's who it's ruled by. But there's just such a lighthearted nature to this attraction style that I think is cute, but also naive. So let's start there. This placement can be really, really naive. Eros and Pisces often chooses to see things through those beautiful, rose-colored, heart-shaped glasses that they wear. They're attracted to dreaminess above all else. What that dreaminess looks like is going to differ from person to person, but they really do tend to idealize love. No matter what, that romanticized version of love looks like to each different person. Again, that's going to be an individual thing, but no matter what, they idealize love, they romanticize it. This means that Eros and Pisces often gets attracted to the idea of someone rather than the person themselves. They like the idea of the relationship, but when they actually get into the relationship, they're like, oh, this isn't cute anymore. You slurp your soup in a way that doesn't match up with what I had in my dream world. So I don't like you anymore. You're not sexy anymore. You are actually a real person and you have to comb your hair. It just doesn't fall like beautiful locks (laughs) down your back. I don't know. I'm not very Pisces. So this is hard for me. But all my Pisces placements, people like, you know, you romanticize people. Just Pisces in general romanticizes. So Eros and Pisces, that's all they do is have this big built-up dream world where they're writing poems and just, you know, lighting candles and just like trying to bring this dream person into fruition. And then again, once they do, they're like, oh, you actually have to brush your teeth and you're not like half mermaid? I'm not into you anymore. So once the dreamy bubble is burst for Eros and Pisces, they're probably not going to find you hot. 
and they're probably going to be over it. This doesn't mean that the placement is shallow. It just means you're going to have to be really exciting to keep their attention. You're going to have to be a really cool and awesome and exciting person or literally just be the person of their dreams. If you can somehow match up to everything they have imagined in their head or better, then consider them yours forever. Otherwise, this Eros likes people who can expand their world, show them new things, and create a spiritual connection together. Remember, Pisces is ruled by Jupiter, so this Eros is going to sort of like the same things that the Sagittarius Eros likes. It likes to be able to be taught something, to expand, to learn. They want a relationship that is very ethereal or a soulmate connection. They want a relationship that, similar to Scorpio, can take them elsewhere. While Scorpio wants to go spelunking in the underworld, Pisces would rather meet you in the astral. Spiritual types turn them on. Maybe even the cult leader type. I could see Eros and Pisces being the type that gets super attracted to the charismatic cult leader. They probably like someone who is fluent in astrology or that can pull tarot cards or someone who has some sort of religious or spiritual path that they travel. Sex is deep and tender for this Eros. They want their souls to orgasm, not just their bodies. The water Eroses are a sweet and tender bunch that want to give you their souls forever and for you to give them your souls. Emotions are their main driving force, but they need to be sought after in a healthy way in order for the relationship to be sustainable. This is why finding a partner who is both emotional and has emotional intelligence is going to be paramount for the water Eroses. While all three have their favored traits of people and kinds of people, Cancer the nurturing type, Scorpio the bad boy outcast, and Pisces the spiritual leader, they all distill down to wanting someone they can explore depths with. Water Eros is attracted to someone who can ebb and flow, wash away pain, and erode mountains over time. While these people will likely be attracted to people with water placements, they will also like someone with a well-placed moon, like if you have the moon in the fertile earth of Taurus. Anyone who can show emotional maturity or dramatic creativity would be desired by these watery lovers. And I say dramatic creativity because I've been talking about emotion a lot, but I really think that any of these Eroses would like the artistic type. Just someone who is in tune with themselves, someone that they can create music with or art with, or just share ideas in a very flowy and loving way. So that's why I think that the artistic type is also someone that at least Pisces for sure, and maybe a, a good bit of Scorpio would be attracted to. I still feel like the Cancer Eros is pretty driven on if you can give me a sustainable love that you can ebb and flow with my emotions and you can handle me and give me a family, sign me up. That's what they're really attracted to. But as always, remember that we need to take the entirety of our chart into account when we're assessing love and attraction. Our Eros does a great job at indicating what turns us on and what we gravitate towards and what sexually excites us, but all placements have their role in influencing that. So please don't just look at this one thing and say, okay, well, I only like Scorpio people because I have Eros and Scorpio. That's not entirely true at all. Scorpio traits will probably turn you on a lot, but it's not the be-all, end-all of your chart. And it might be that that person's not even good for you. You might just be attracted to people who aren't good for you. Again, you need to get your chart read. You need to look at all of it and to see 
the overall picture. All of it needs to be taken into account. If you want more astrological content before the next episode, consider signing up to become a patron of my work. I've got exclusive blog content, monthly horoscopes, retrograde guides, and a Discord waiting for you to join. You could also leave a review on Spotify or iTunes. Those always make my day, and they help the show out greatly. Head on over to my website, moonmattersastrology.com. Check it all out, and thank you in advance for supporting me. I'll see all you babes later. Later.